from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. Uh, My name is Don, with me as always is Blake. Hi Don. Hi, Blake. And we have a guest this week. Special guest is Jess. If you remember Alex from a month or so ago, uh, Jess is her older sister. How's it going, Jess? Hi. Very well, thanks. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, of course. Uh, and we have her because, like, I'll, I'll say, like, frankly, we've never met in person, but we've been friends on Facebook for a while because Alex mm-hmm. assured each of us that we're both pretty cool. So <laughs> that's fine. Uh, and she likes the show, so... You know. Yeah, I've I've had a really great time listening to it. I was uh, just telling some coworkers recently how I was appearing on this and telling them a little about uh, you guys, and they were pretty excited to give it a listen. And uh, I brought up the uh, fart team that uh, you were discussing uh, last week. Excuse me, mm-hmm. ma'am. Excuse me. It's barf mm-hmm. team. I'm so sorry. The barf team. It's I'm. Uh, the Bigfoot I'm the best. action response uh, team. Dare you? Yes, Bigfoot, Bigfoot action response, response team. For, uh, it was Bigfoot noted to me also. Force team. The, I can't do anything right. <laughs> I, can, I, I, I can't to. believe you even asked me to come here. Uh, this is terrible, yes. Yeah. But uh, someone was mentioning, too, that it, it could also be permutated into uh, Shart, the Sasquatch Hunter action response team. Oh, Shart Force? Shart Force. Mm-hmm. Shart Force 5. Yeah. So, uh, Blake, just write that down because whenever our pilot gets off the air, like whenever we get picked up, we're going to need a Sasquatch hunting rival. Yes. So it'll be Barf Team versus uh, Shark Force 5. <laughs> and it'll, oh. it'll still be better than your, your fucking Z Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But will it go five seasons? Hmm. Uh, you know, I'll take six in a movie. That's what I'm going to shoot for. He'll, he'll write, for, write for six seasons in a movie? Yep. Or maybe we'll do, like, uh, that show Timeless, which is actually real fucking good, but it got canceled and then uncanceled, and then canceled and then uncanceled into a movie. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. so it can't be on Fox, though. No, it can't be on Fox. But I, I'd t- like more than most of a season. Timeless is on NBC. Timeless. They wouldn't do that to you. No. Well, oh, I yeah. remember that one. That one that was where the, the time-traveling high school teacher... Uh, uh, well, she was a she was a high, she was a history professor, and there was a military guy, and then there was Rufus, who was the tech guy. But everybody was named after like low key named after a Bill and Ted character. <laughs> but it was a serious drama. <laughs> Wait, was it serious? What was the the silly one uh, where they just went in? The, they just used a sleeping bag to somehow. I think it was a sleeping bag that just to to, trans, to travel through time. Yeah, that's not timeless, and I think you just made it up. <laughs> no, let me find that one. That one was funny, and it was on one of the networks for a little while. Time travel comedy. Time. Hot tub time machine sleeping bag. Yeah, the spinoff sleeping bag time just, machine. They just it just that was just how it worked, and it didn't need to be explained. <laughs> I mean, the hot tub time machine didn't bother to explain anything. Kind of. They spilled illegal. Russian energy drink into it. But then they also applied that Chevy Chase had something to do with its magical power. Yeah. 
Chernobyl. I was on board with that movie the second they, they introduced the Chernobyl. <laughs> I was on board the second me, I heard the name. That made me laugh. <laughs> Chernobyl? What is this? And then... Oh, making, making History is what it was called. Oh, okay. It was on Fox a couple years ago. And it went for like six episodes? Because it's Fox? Yeah. Nine episodes is all it got. Huh, I had never heard of that. I'm also looking it up. That was on Fox. Oh, Lord and Miller. So the guys oh, that did funny. the... I like I like about half of what they've done. That's not true. I've liked yeah, maybe three quarters. I really like the 21 Jump Street movies, but I, um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, almost alone in that I didn't really give a crap for the Lego movie. But I finally saw that about a week ago. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse, fucking fantastic. What else have they done? Uh, they, they did, yeah, they did early stuff on Solo. Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. I have no opinion because I've never seen it. It's mediocre. It has its giggles. It has some some cute nerd moments. But uh, if you didn't like the Lego movie, I doubt you'll find much redeeming quality in. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Lego movie I didn't like for, like, weird philosophical reasons. Like, there were parts of it I really enjoyed, but then it couldn't decide if it was about uh, working together or being an individual. And also, if there's no wrong way to play with Legos, then why is it wrong for Dad to glue them together? If there's no, yeah. And also, are they alive or not? Because it, for, it was like, oh, this is just all in the kid's head and this is how everything's playing out. But then the guy that, that Chris Pratt played, like, was for real alive in, like, the key moment toward in the third act. And I was like, okay, what are your, what's your metaphysics here, Lego movie? What is going on? Fair point, yeah. He did do some actual moving of some pieces around him. Like, he fell off the table or something. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, no, they're really alive. But I'm so confused. They're alive in your imagination. They are, except when they're alive for real. <laughs> uh, uh, what else did they do? Ooh, they wrote, uh, they directed the pilot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it's one of my favorite fucking shows. So Fantastic show. That's cool. And this past week had some, some uh, like, absolutely amazing DuckTales references. I like DuckTales. Well, I don't know. Do you like Parks and Rec? Yes. (laughs) And then you probably will like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I still haven't bothered with it. It's fucking funny, dude. Okay, let's let's start uh, with bullshit for six minutes. That's lower than normal. Uh, It's my turn this week. And... I uh, had some trouble finding one because, Blake, I think you'll probably agree, we're kind of running out of halfway interesting cryptids. Yeah, we're down to the some kids saw it once in 1920. Right. And we may have to start doing, like, parceling stuff up more. I think you, you kind of killed it when you did, like, globsters as one entire episode. <laughs> well, I guess we could break those That's down. True. We, we could do, like, just the Montauk Monster or something. But I, I found this one on Cryptid Wiki, and I was just immediately entranced. Uh, and what I have, There's kind of a story of how I got to it, because there's a page on Cryptid Wiki for Sam Harris. And I'm like, what? Hmm? Like, that the, the new atheist guy who, like, is an Islamophobic douchebag? That, the the... Scion of the intellectual dark web, Sam Harris is a cryptid. No, there's just a cryptid from like uh, upstate New York or something who is a pig man whose name is Sam Harris, and it's just an old local urban legend <laughs> that Sam Harris was a pig man who escaped after being made fun of in high school or something. 
and there wasn't anything to go on, but it said, uh, it redirected me to see also the Pigman of Canic Chase. Oh. So this is a fairly obscure one, it seems like, but there there was a halfway decent amount of information. So Canic Chase, I had never heard of it. Um, have you, either of you ever heard of it? I have not. Okay. So Canic Chase is, uh, it's a chunk of countryside in Staffordshire, England, and it's officially designated the Canic Chase Area of Outstanding Natural Beauty. There are places of outstanding natural beauty in that? Yeah, yeah, in, in uh, central England. So it sounds like it's pretty like a forested area uh, with a lot of archaeological history, uh, including a model World War One battlefield that was used for training that was excavated by archaeologists in 2013. And people actually got to tour the trenches and shit before they covered it back up. And, well, and then, it back up. Yeah, uh, I forget why, but there was there was like a reason that seemed legit to me with my anthropology degree. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, and then in the 1960s, they uh, they had some really gruesome murders called the Canic Chase Murders, where some dude sexually assaulted and murdered a bunch of like single digit age girls. Delightful. Yeah, I was kind of hoping when I saw when I went to the Canic Chase Wikipedia page that there were murders that somehow the murders would tie into this cryptid, but they don't. They're just fucking awful. Uh, so uh, the the cryptid, however, uh, he's captured perhaps best in a rhyme that children uh, reportedly have been reciting in the Canic Chase area for decades, and it goes like this. <clears throat> When night falls, enter the woods at your peril, for inside lurks something worse than the devil. Avoid at all costs the gathering place, where at midnight the pigman roams on canic chase. I was expecting a haiku. No, this is uh, this is England. They couldn't even bother to rhyme the first two lines. <laughs> so it goes A, B, C, C. And... Perhaps a dirty limerick then? <laughs> yes. There once was a pigman from Chase who had a big <laughs> snout on his face. He, he wandered the woods. Uh, okay, that's all I got. <laughs> so, yeah, the pigman. Uh, and the pigman, uh, quite surprisingly, honestly, uh, I, ex- I expected this to be another circus cryptid, but it wasn't. He did not fall out of the, the ass end of a circus train. The Pigman is apparently the product of, of terrifying post-World War II experiments uh, attempting to create a pig-human hybrid. Oh. Yeah. Like pig. Yeah, it's, except it's half man, half pig, and, and that stops right there. Turns out if you Google Pigman, you get Pigman the series about an excitable Texan <laughs> who, who hunts and traps wild boar. So it's like Grizzly Man, except uh, probably more dangerous, actually. <laughs> so what? when was this uh, particular rumor coming about of the experimentation? What, so here's, what kind of era? Here's the thing. Um, everything that I can find uh, just says there have been rumors since, since oh, post-World War II. It's a 70-year history of rumors, and this rhyme goes back decades in the Canic Chase. But the most... Uh, the, the the oldest report I can find is from 1993, and it well I'll, I'll get there. So um, the uh, the the 
rumor itself, the whole military thing, like the, the story goes that shortly after World War II, UK and US scientists put their forces together. They somehow created a pig human hybrid embryo, despite the fact that we didn't know what DNA was yet. They kidnapped a woman, they implanted the embryo, and then she gave birth to a well, a pig man, a pig boy. A pig boy. Uh, one of the sites said it was uh, uh, a boy with a very large head and then a snout where his nose should be. And then as, when he got older, we don't have. It's like it's like the Bible, like where we we don't have much between birth and thirty for Pigman and Jesus. And uh, at some point in his adulthood, he just escaped to live in the woods, like you do when you have a snout for a nose. I don't know if you've ever covered, I know when you were talking about the other pig-faced men, uh, there was also a, a, a very common belief in the pig-faced women in the 16 to 1800s. That sounds familiar. Uh, uh, it's like it's ringing a weird bell, but I don't know why. Well, in, in some of the forms of that story, the pig-faced women were the result of witchcraft. Others that they were uh, simply a family trait uh, that maybe was handed down through generations as a recessive gene i'm sure they didn't have that term at the time but um quite a few people believed in the pig-faced women holland england france uh starting up in the 1630s and all the way up until the 1920s uh reported sightings but they were mostly very fine women who generally belonged to wealthy upper crust families and they just kept them locked up inside so maybe they had a pig-faced woman on hand to help read this particular there's a whole wikipedia page for it and the top most picture is like a fancy lady with a big like hand muff but a pig's head just like that twilight zone episode <laughs> we are actually the ugly ones also this was this was referenced in an episode of seinfeld pig-faced women no pig face a pig-faced boy oh it was the gang is going goes to a hospital to meet friends who have just had a baby and kramer stumbles into the wrong hospital room and claims to have seen a pig man <laughs> then he relates his conspiracy theory concerning the government and genetic test and genetic experiments resulting in pigmen. Of course he has one. And so then later on when they're back at the hospital, Kramer finds the pigman who he later discovers is actually a fat little mental patient <laughs> and liberates him from the hospital. The pigman steals George's car and escapes. And what becomes of the pig boy? Is that, that's all they just leave us there with that he's just going to go out into the world i guess being his little piggy self uh well maybe this is his, his actual really origin story any consequences for what these people do no the only consequences were in the last episode <laughs> where they went to jail for in in the same jail cell together yep locked them all up that's how, well, it's kind of hard to have an episode if they were in separate areas that's true so, uh, Pigman <clears throat> here, uh, like I said, there don't seem to be any actual reported sightings going back earlier than 93. I actually could not find anything between 93 and 2006. And everything seems to circle around this chubby British dude named Lee Brickley. And on his Pigman blog, which is also a UFO and black-eyed children blog... <laughs> he uh, refers to himself as, quote, British journalist slash author and prominent anarchist communist. So the reason he has a blog full of paranormal crap from Canic Chase, because according to him, it's chock full of UFOs, aliens, big feet, werewolves, 
Black-Eyed Children, and, of course, The Pigman. And in 2013, he wrote a book about it, about Canuck Chase, called UFOs, Werewolves, and The Pigman, Exposing England's Strangest Location, Canuck Chase. And... Canuck Chase. Canuck Chase. And every website I found that had different... Some sort of different thing to say about The Pigman tied it back to him in one way or another. Like, there was there were a bunch of people covering this around the time... He put this book out, whether it was like local news sources or in a, like paranormal websites who caught wind of this and were like, oh, here's more shit to talk about. So here's uh, here's the 93 sighting that I mentioned. <clears throat> in October 1993, whilst walking around Castle Ring, myself and the wife heard some strange noises coming from the surrounding trees. Thinking it was likely to be a local couple enjoying an illicit liaison. We quickly moved away from the sound and headed back in the direction of our car. Upon reaching the steps down to the car park, I happened to turn around and lay my eyes on the strangest creature I've ever seen. This thing was seven feet tall, and from the neck down, it looked like a man, even wearing clothes. But its head was far too big for a human, and it had an elongated face with a snout-like nose. We started walking more quickly towards our car and got inside. That's when we started to hear this really high-pitched squealing noise that sounded like a pig being killed. That really spooked us. Uh, They saw saw an ugly guy. Yep. (laughs) Who made a really loud noise. Who just used to be calling Pigman, so he just just rolls with it. This is from John and Anne, and they sent this to uh, Lee Brickley in... uh, He doesn't say when they sent it to him, but yeah, he claims that this was something that they emailed to him. And prior to 93, it's all just rumors. And honestly, it just seems like it was this, it was like just a local legend. That's it. And the kind of local legend that nobody even bothered to try to take pictures of, except this one picture. I'm going to send in the Google chat. Have a look at that. Tell me what you think. All right, let me find the... The other, the other tab. Yeah, found it. It's loading. The Pigman of oh, it's from Cryptid Wiki. Yeah, Good. so this is the one picture they have. Well, I suppose in a if I squint, yeah, that could be. Um, some. Yeah, it, it could also be a a suggestive bowl of fruit. Mm-hmm. It could be a weird reflection in the window. I think that's just some blurry furry fan art right there. <laughs> Why would you blur your furry fan art though? Uh, maybe they just couldn't get the face right. Yeah, I guess that could be. But if I squint at it, it looks kind of like it's a really cut anthropomorphic panda, ba- panda man. <laughs> I'm not seeing that. You'll see its panda face. Oh, I, oh, oh there it is. It. I see it. There yeah. is a yeah, and he's got pecs. And his neck is too long, so yeah. he drew a bandana over it. Yes. Oh, I got it. I see and it. He's down. got some hot panda pecs. He's just kind of like leaning. Like stepping, yeah. like he's contrapposto with one shoulder lower than the other, just kind of chilling. <laughs> Throw some art terms in there. Yeah, I took an art history class. <laughs> See, I assumed that more visible part towards the bottom, uh, looking towards the left, it looks a little bit like the elongated face of something with a little bit of perky ears. Yeah, um, yeah. A, a bit of a blurry pit bull. That's what perhaps. I was seeing, too. Oh, I, I can't unsee sexy panda man. <laughs> well, now my eyes are going back and forth, like... Like the young lady, old hag, optical illusion, you know. Is it a duck or a frog? Uh, shit, oh my god. Blake, Blake, I don't think you were volunteering the night that we had a big corporate event and we had Dick Frost, the Spokane magician, come to Mobius. 
<laughs> no, I'd remember that. So a magician named Dick Frost. Dick Frost, yeah, just Dick Frost was <laughs> the closest thing we had to local competition for the science shows we did at the science center I worked at in Spokane. And Dick I'm Frost, Rick. he uh, no, Radical Rick was in no way competition. <laughs> he, he lived in a trailer. Uh, Dick Frost. Somebody booked him to play a corporate event at the Science Center. Went He went on before we did our show. And one of his magic tricks was a hanky with the frog-rabbit illusion on it. And he wowed the kids by going, look, kids, it's a frog. Because he was like a crotchety old dude with Alzheimer's. That's amazing. And then he would wad it. Or not a frog. A duck. And then he would oh, wad it up. I like it. And like while children getting a bad dad, I had it's a yeah. rock. It's 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 a it's a duck, and then he would wrinkle it up in his hands, and you know, rotate it ninety degrees while he was doing it, and unfold it again, and go. Now it's a rabbit. Now it's a duck. Now it's a rabbit. And even the kids were like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, dude!" Wow, they didn't they didn't run screaming into the night at his display of arcane <laughs> magic. No, his eldritch powers failed to impress the eight year olds. <laughs> <laughs> they went blind from terror. Their faces cut off. Nope. And then, then he did another one where he had like, I'm not sure what he was getting at, but imagine like a, a like a bag on a stick, like like a, like a butterfly net, but it was can- made of canvas instead of a net. But it was clearly a cylinder shape that w- was not actually a closed bag on the end of this. And he showed it to them and how you could see through it. And then he stuck his arm through it and acted like he had done something amazing. <laughs> so he got a windsock. Uh-huh. And, and he put his arm through it. Yes. And it, applause was meant to follow. Yeah, hey, he was like, "Hey, magic." What? Now I want to see some I want to see someone just do bizarre performance art that's <laughs> that's promoted as magic. That may be his whole thing. It. It's a guy just Putting his arm through a butterfly net. Ah! Look at this. <laughs> Close-up magic, bitches. And everyone's just baffled. Like, is this a, what's the trick? I don't Maybe this it. was some new material he was testing out on a, on a younger audience. This wasn't his A-game. This, yeah. This, is, uh... he, he, the, he, this wasn't his tight 10. This... <laughs> This is like Maybe. when this is like when Louie went on and talked about how women are all liars and shit, and everybody was like, he was just testing new material. <laughs> no, Maybe guys. This guy, this guy used to be a comedy magician who just went senile. Oh, and man. Now he just goes and performs neither comedy nor magic. He's got a he bio just... at the uh, International Brotherhood of Magicians website. Just has a, a vague memory of performing comedy magic in some of his original props. It just goes up, uh, uh. Uh, thing, arm, <laughs> duck, kids, magic, magic. Okay. <laughs> oh, you missed him. He was a pig out in the park this past year. Did he perform before or after kitten play? <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, well, I think, or maybe they're coming this year. Maybe that was last year. I don't know. Kid and Play has performed Pig in the Pig out in the Park. Dude, that's awesome. It's so stupid, but it's awesome. Yeah, only the finest talent gets booked. Pig out in the Park. It's like a fair, but worse. Yeah, Dick Frost, was he was uh, doing roving magic Sunday and Monday at Pig out in the Park. And his picture is him with a puppet that looks like a Sasquatch. Here, I'm going to send this one through, too. For context, Spokane has an event called Pig out in the Park. 
where they invite food vendors to serve food in the park. And then you just go gorge yourself. It's all food trucks and, like, fair food and shit. It's kind of The problem great. is that instead of just, hey, here's, like, tickets to sample several things, like a beer, mm-hmm. like a beer fest type event, it's all just, like, normal prices. So you go buy, like, your $12 euro and your $2 Coke. <laughs> Honestly, coming from Indianapolis's food festival scene that was a breath of fresh air because indy does the ticket thing but the tickets are all insanely overpriced and you walk in and they'll be like oh it's free admission but it's then it's like three dollars a ticket and four tickets get you half of a slider you know what was awesome was brunch fest Ooh, that sounds awesome remember when we went to it in denver oh yeah that was in spokane brunch fest in denver where you just pay 50 bucks and you can eat everything from all of the food tents for free. That was bad. That was so. That was a great event. I yeah. ate so much good stuff. Shit, yeah, it was good. Next Here, time we have a Denver. mimosa. Yeah. Oh, I was just about to ask. Was there a, a bottomless mimosa? Yep. Type, a Bloody yep. Mary bar, something like that. Yep. Well, there oh, were two perfect. tiers of tickets. Sign me up. There were there was the uh, designated driver ticket, which I had, and then there was the booze ticket, and it was like mine was like fifty five, and everybody else's were like what sixty five seventy. I forget. It if was that. I don't know if it was that much, was it? But then it was like, yeah, there were so many fucking drunk people walking around and so much good food. And, and there was this one booth that was doing donuts, and they had donuts with little one-milliliter syringes plugged into them with a liquid in there. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. I wonder if it's like some kind of sweet syrup that you inject into the donut. And so I grabbed a donut, and I injected it, and I took a bite. Oh, nope, that's vodka. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a vodka donut. I didn't have that. I, Why would you not use Bailey's or any of the the, the thicker alcohols? As a teacher, I, so I much cannot better. answer. I just knew it was vodka because it was clear <laughs> and alcoholic. I didn't have that. No, you guys were in the Bloody Mary line next door at that time. Okay. You, you're all in a very long line to get free Bloody Marys. That was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, Brunch Fest, Denver. It's great. I vastly preferred that event, but that would never fly here, here no. in Spokane. Uh, yeah. And also when we were in Denver, you let your, you let your edibles melt and that was pretty funny. Oh, that sucked. <laughs> oh, like, uh, maybe they'll be fine in the car. They weren't. No. And then he had to s- scrape the peanut butter cups out of their holder with a Wait. spoon. <laughs> didn't, have any, didn't have any gummy stuff. They only had chocolate stuff. Yeah. And from what I heard, they kind of pushed you to make a decision real quick at that dispensary. Yeah. They were just, cause they, they do it differently there they have you have to wait in this lobby and there's a, a polycarbonate banker window that they hide behind check your id <laughs> and they call your and name they, they buzz you in because you can only have so many people back there at a time i guess mm-hmm. so, so you go back and you go back there and they're, they're they hustle you right right out so the oh, next couple uh, people can come through yeah yeah, yeah. 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 we're yeah. also there at happy hour so they may have been expecting more volume than they had at that point uh, i didn't enjoy it yeah. Oh well. Here it's just stoners talk to you forever. And I don't want to <laughs> talk to them forever. It's the opposite. I want to like make a choice and go. They want to talk to me. Like I don't know anything about any of this. I just want that. So and I would wh- like to please. Which of these stupidly stoner named strains of weed would you like? <laughs> I just get I just get gummies. And then I when I like, that's what I get. And I found because for whatever reason. Most places have just constantly different stock. So I found a spot that has consistently the same thing all the time. So I just mm-hmm. go to the one store, 
It's always in the same place. I could point at it. That one. Yeah, no need for words. I can just gesticulate. They know yeah. what I want. Grunt at them. Picture. Just one. Hold up a hold up a tiny sign on a long stick like Wiley Coyote. Just says gummies. Because weed people are just. I mean, I get it. I'm into weird stuff that I can talk endlessly about, but that's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not my thing. It's I just want the thing and I want to eat it and hang out at home and not talk about it. Just set yourself a timer on your phone so that after five minutes of being inside, you can pretend like you're receiving a phone call and you really got to rush it up. Answer it. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be right there. Yeah, just give me a second. Hang yep. up. Or I guess I'll take that. And then you got to go. Next time. Uh, next time. Yourself. Next time you go to buy some gummies, here's what we can do. Tell me that if you do not, like, text me when you walk in and say, if I don't text you again in five minutes, I need you to call me. And then I'll just, I'll pretend to be some kind of angry family member, and then you can put me on the phone with the the stoner guy, and I can... That's, I haven't had any issues lately, just that, usually it's the person in front of me who has insanely specific questions they want to ask every employee of the store. And that takes a while of just open the other register, please. No, they have to sit there and answer him because they all like weed a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Pigman. Uh, so John and Ann in 1993, they they saw this uh, very ugly man who squealed at them. Whee! In a sexual sort of way, too, right? Because they they first confused the sound for someone. Uh, having a good time in yeah. the bushes with their oh, lady. Yeah. So obviously it was it was it was fuck squealing. Yeah. Very, probably, yes. Probably squealing at them because he thought they were pigs for trying to peep on somebody. Exactly. Like maybe they like. Do they say they see his legs? They just say from the neck down. And like I wonder if they could only see from the waist up. And maybe there was somebody down there in the bushes. And his yeah. first freaked out reaction was to squeal because he's ugly as hell and he hasn't gotten a blowjob in like seven years trying to beat off in the bushes you creeps <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> fantasizing about the pig face women please give me some space you're normal humans twilight zone episode on his phone yep the pig people yeah so so that's a thing that totally happened uh, and in 2006, this next thing totally happened. And it's it's worth mentioning that the person who made this report also claims uh, – I cut out most of this. This is a long fucking email that uh, Lee, Lee Brickley got and posted on his, on his Pigman blog. He claimed earlier on that in 2004 when I was camping in the same area, I totally saw a UFO. So this person in 2006 <laughs> – Totally. Totally saw a UFO. Uh, was uh, camping totes, by himself. In the same place in Canic Chase, uh, I guess looking for more UFOs, but this is what he saw. Uh, quote, about 200 yards away from me, I was looking down a hill. I saw a white figure on all fours. Looked like it was sniffing the ground as a dog would if you were walking down a street covered in lampposts. I have three dogs, and I don't know what that means. Uh, first, I thought it's the warden. He's found the stuff and is looking for us with his dog. I, I'm, I'm assuming there's something that I missed for context when I was skimming this. That, they lost their edibles, and yeah, so the, they, yeah, like yeah. that's what seems to make the most sense. Uh, but the sound it was making sounded more like a pig sniffing, so I thought it was a large boar. Was the right color to be a pig? I watched it for about thirty seconds, trying to determine it. Then it stopped dead, didn't move. I knew it now. Knew I was 
I knew it now knew I was there. That's awkward. I froze, took hold of my machete, and waited. Oh, yeah, he bragged about his 18-inch razor-sharp machete. He, Ooh, he cool. has that. Yeah, he was prepared for aliens. Did he describe uh, So then I took out my parang. Just <laughs> six inches long and very sharp. Everybody knows that aliens fear machetes most of all. Bring my bolo this time. Catch an alien around his ankles like one of the Thundercats. Oh, a bolo is a kind of machete. Oh, I thought you meant like bolos. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I thought too. Like a tiny throw. Yeah, I forget which Thundercat had bolos, but one of them totally did. All right, I'm making fun of a guy who has lots of machetes with my knowledge of machetes. <laughs> yeah, that didn't work so well. I just realized that. Oops. Uh, it works kind of well. I make fun of Star Wars nerds with my Star Wars knowledge all the time. So, okay. Uh, he, so he has his machete, uh, and then it's, the thing stood up on his back legs. It was massive. I'm 6'3". This thing was at least seven feet tall, and it ran at me at speed up the hill like a person would run. Squealing like a banshee you would hear on a horror film crossed with a pig. I ran like a bitch and got in my car and drove off without looking back. I've never been so scared in my life. So, it sounds like a banshee pig hybrid. Uh, and those are the two sightings I could find online. Totally happened. That's it. And, and Lee Brickley, from some of these different reports, uh, different interviews, it seems like he's open to the possibility that people are just seeing a bear with mange or something. Uh, but he also, he's received a letter from somebody claiming that the military made up the whole story and the the creepy, the so-called creepy rhyme to keep people away from uh, the base that they had in the area post-World War II, which as far as I can tell is true. They did have a, a military base in Canic Chase after the war. Uh, but this was just to scare people away from the base. So they were doing something secretive enough and important enough at the base, but they couldn't use those things as the things to keep you away with. Yeah, so I, they, they, the pig man was is more frightening. Yes. than whatever they were up to at the at the secret military installation. Yep. They couldn't just do like like Area Fifty One and just not tell you what they're doing. I guess that breathes its own kind of stupid stories, though. Mm. <laughs> so whatever. Okay, yeah. Uh, but okay, Thought. so here's a counter to this because one time Brickley Lee Brickley was in a restaurant and the waiter told him that. Look, brah, uh, the whole story that the military made up the story is just part of the cover-up. Oh, it's a conspiracy within a cons- Oh, man. Yeah. Wheels within wheels. The pig man's totally real, and the government wants you to think it's fake by telling you that the military made up the story, but they really made a pig man with a lady that escaped and lives in the woods. Dude, you got to watch that flat earth thing. Well, so much that in what there. purpose would they be breeding this pigman for, though? I wonder. What 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 was the end game profit? that they were hoping for with this program? I would go with profit. Like long pork? Are they selling it for meat? Are they? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking, what, what profit would there be in in the pig people? It's a super soldier you can eat afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like that creature in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at the very end. It's like a, uh, at the, the the restaurant at the end of the universe. Yeah, the, the creature that wants to be eaten. Yeah, I've seen some things, man. In the war, it was, it was bad. I just, I just really want to end it. If you could just eat me. Yeah, I'm That'd thinking maybe it's the kind of thing that hates its own existence so much that it just volunteers to be eaten. 
Oh, like a, like a me seeks. It's yeah. life is pain and yes, yeah. It it, it solves it it solves the uh, the the ethics of uh, eating meat by being like, no, please fucking eat me. Look at me. I want to die. Eat me. Kill me. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> and that's it. Um, now Brickley also thinks it could just be a Krannic chase Bigfoot, and people are only mistaking the Bigfoot for a pigman. Oh, so yeah. it's just more of a hairless Bigfoot? Yeah, or, you know, like a white-furred Bigfoot, and they only see it from far away. I don't know. Arctic Bigfoot, so getting into the snowman territory? Eh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Or maybe an albino. I bet there's oh. there's at least one ugly Bigfoot. There has the other, to be. If the there, Bigfoot's shunned. And yeah, if there, if there are Bigfoots, at least one of them is an unfuckable Bigfoot. <laughs> the loser Bigfoot. Yeah. I saw one. I saw brown bag and Bigfoot the other day. <laughs> He's like Bigfoot incel. What fugly Bigfoot? <laughs> Wait, no. We decided a while ago Mothman was an incel. <laughs> Why do you think I live on the East Coast where there are no other Bigfoots? <laughs> the ugly. Even the skunk ape wouldn't have sex with me. He smells real bad. I, guys, I just, I know I'm ugly. You don't have to tell me that I'm, I'm good looking to make me feel better. I know. I but, know I don't oh, look good. This is the nicest of the Bigfoots, though. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. Really nice. Really, really just, nice. just, it's he, owed. He's, very, he's really kind. <laughs> he's not, not an asshole like these other Bigfoots. Uh-uh. So uh, the book that that Lee Brickley wrote, UFOs, Werewolves, and the Pigman, colon, exposing English strangest location, hyphen, Canic Chase. Has one Amazon review. You know what? An idea occurs to me, Don. What? That we each create our own cryptid. Okay. And its mythology and its setting. And then we publish a book on Amazon? And its sightings, and then try to distribute them throughout the internet and see if any of them show up. On Cryptid Wiki, <laughs> or we need to put up on Cryptid Wiki. Yeah, agrees with it. Well, I think it would help if we if we wrote like a shitty ebook to go with it. Got, yeah. got it like self published on Amazon, and then put it on Cryptid Wiki with the book as a reference. Yep. It also has. Oh, who knew this thing also had some erotic adventures? <laughs> the erotic adventures <laughs> of, of Incel Bigfoot. Yeah, we can make up some old some old. Uh, newspaper clippings to reference. Mm-hmm. Make some shitty photos. And we have to make it like pretty obvious too. Like the newspapers have bizarre names, like the 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 Scranton uh, Paste Informer. Paste Informer. <laughs> Just to see if anyone like, oh, hey, this is clearly nonsense. How dare you? That, well, that's that's what we did. So, um, Blake, you remember? Do you remember True Story, the fake quote website I ran with a couple of friends for a while? Yes, so you had a couple of them that were very, very hilarious. Yeah, so just this is the thing that me and Ryan, former host of the show, and our, our buddy Tom did. It was a Tumblr where we would come up with fake celebrity quotes and just put them over a picture of the celebrity, you know, like like when quotes get go viral, just to see sure. if they would go viral. And we knew we had made it when one we did of Christopher Lloyd, and it's just him looking smug, and the quote is, do you have any idea how many times I got laid just because I played Doc Brown? It, uh, it showed up on the front page of Imager twice, and then it was stolen by the Chive, and we knew that we made it then. Oh, but chive. but we would also correspond with our audience whenever somebody like wrote us a nasty email saying this was fake or this person would never say that. And we had a really stuffy old white guy from the twenties editorial voice, and we just would reference fictional magazines that gave us journalism awards. 
and like fictional prizes we got. So uh, yeah, I'm already pretty good at that part of it. So the Bannockburg blanket in, uh, informer yeah. uh, gave you several awards yeah. for we, diligence. And, we know. were we were multiple winners of the uh, James the James Franklin Award for Truth and Excellence in Celebrity News Reporting. <laughs> and none of us knows who invented that. None of us has any memory of being the first person to invent the James Franklin Award. We all thought it it, the other legit. two did it. it. Sounds real. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, I want to read you guys this review, though, that this dude's book has on Amazon. And you, you can order this paperback. I th- it looks fucking self-published, but you can get a paperback copy of it in addition to ebook. Um, the review is from John Q. Public. It is a one-star review. Title, Horrible. <laughs> Content. LMFAO. This book is straight fiction. And that's it. That's that's how people feel about his book. <laughs> so I want to just create just create a monster just out of whole cloth and then have it show up somewhere else. Let's do it. Is what I want. Because this reminded me, I had my, my buddy from college, also Orion. When internet chat rooms were first, you know, a big thing in high school. Mm-hmm like the late 90s he desperately tried to create an internet rumor to get it and then because his his like his goal was to create an internet rumor that then someone would tell him yep that's what we're that's what we're going for with with true story was that eventually it would come back to us from an unrelated source and his his rumor he came up with was that was that rod stewart's song rhythm of of my rhythm of my heart was actually about rim jobbing He tried. He tried to spread this threat through the internet, and it never worked. It never. It never caught on. <laughs> Perhaps it's time for a revival. I, I yeah. adore that thought. And, and when people are like, "But how is it about rim jumping, dude?" Can't, like, it's just, just right listen. There. You gotta listen. Yeah. Just listen. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. I, what's it? Never caught on though. Are we listening to the same song? It's totally about rim jobs. <laughs> yeah, and he had examples that he had like backed with with arguments and <laughs> like arguing throughout the internet on like Yahoo chat rooms That's about awesome. this. No, I never got that sophisticated when I was uh, on AOL chat rooms. I invented a church that worshiped spam, like the meat product. <laughs> and then I would go into uh, Christian chat rooms and try to convert them to my religion. Huh. That's that was as elaborate as I got when I was. 15. How did that stuff spread before the internet? Because the, like the big one when I was in high school was the the Marilyn Manson ones. Yeah, where he got his oh, ribs rib? removed. Yeah, two of them. There was the one that he got his some ribs removed so he could fully auto fillet. The other one was that he was the the friend from Wonder Years. Yeah, I remember both of those. Well, it's it's just oral tradition, man. It's no different from any other urban legend. So I mean, just like, where did that? How who's, how does it spread? God, I wish. Like, yeah. No Miami come up with that? It made it to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho somehow? Find the person who was like, man, I bet he had his ribs removed to suck his own dick. He did? Oh, yeah. Totally, he did. And applied to other to other people, too. There needs to be, like, there are people who study urban legends or folklorists who focus on urban legends. I've, I have a book, like, multiple books by one of them. And I, there needs to be somebody who just does an entire dissertation on that kind of fucked up factoid. Just like yeah, the then spider the, one, the one that, that that you eat spiders in your sleep. That yeah. one was made up by a college professor. But see, that's not interesting. I'm just envisioning a serious scholar arguing a dissertation titled "Marilyn Manson had his two ribs removed so he could suck his own dick," or Richard Gere's gerbil. Yeah. 
That's spread for like yep. that's forever old. Oh, that one's true though, totally. And that's extremely pre-internet. Extremely true. Do you remember the uh, the classic version of Jingle Bells, the Jingle Bells Batman smells? Yeah. Um, it turns out regionally that that is sung differently. Uh, so in, in different parts of the country, there are slightly different iterations of those lyrics. Okay, let's and then it. Uh, okay. It can be uh, used to locate where you went to grade school. Uh, I went to grade school in Ohio, and it was Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin Laid an Egg, The Batmobile Lost a Wheel, and The Joker Got Away. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's – yep, I've got that one too. There's some other uh, – uh, that's the most common. There's also Robin ran, ran Away. There's Commissioners Stuck in Slay. Uh, <laughs> there's Girls Version, uh, The Joker Took Ballet. Oh, I've heard uh, that one too. I have heard uh, of the Scottish version landed in some hay. Uh, <laughs> and there's there's another uh, a similar situation with one of those other children's rhymes. Um, oh, it's the one with the uh, of how you killed um, oh, the purple dinosaur, the uh, the Barney song. Uh, the I love you. You love me. Let's hang Barney from a tree. Yeah. With the knickknack paddywhack. Uh, the, the, there's there's versions of that from where you're from as well. Yeah, mine was, I love you, you love me, let's get together and kill Barney. That's, that's the one I came up with. Hmm. Yeah, we had we had Let's Hang Barney from a Tree, which is arguably much more... That's the one I remember. Uh, yeah, that's a better one. Yeah, Ohio got the short end of the stick on murdering Barney, I would say. <laughs> so here's the, the kind of the funny thing about this Lee Brickley guy. He seems to be actively trying to distance himself from his own Pigman days. He hasn't posted on his Pigman blog since 2017. And uh, if you click the link from his Pigman blog to his Google Plus, Google Plus profile, uh, now he markets himself as a British musician and songwriter. And he has a bunch of songs about how fascism is bad. And he just like... he, But there's still all this shit like, okay... I had to read when I was researching this at lunch, my lunch hour today. I had to read this to my coworker, at least part of it, because it is Birmingham Live. Uh, the, it's the Birmingham local uh, news website where they have pictures of him uh, holding his book in, in Canic Chase, and they're talking about it. And it's like they're trying to tell the story of a local boy who wrote a story or wrote this book about Canic Chase, but they can't not just poke at the end of almost every paragraph so like they say uh lee brickley from canic has gathered eyewitness accounts for his debut book ufos werewolves and the Pigman, a veritable a to z of the chase is weird and wonderful it's a crackling read uh, lee age 27 is convinced the truth is snout there uh you can't see me right now but i'm rubbing my temples just uh Pinching the bridge of my nose with my eyes closed. I like those. Yet the pig man is still being seen, with Lee receiving reports on a weekly basis, belying claims that the army was simply telling porkies. Telling porkies? I, I wonder if that's a... Oh, oh, it's got to be rhyming slang. Pork pie. Lie. Oh. I, mm. I guarantee that's what that means. Porky pie. Oh, now I'm imagining Jason Statham reading that. I was simply telling porkies, <laughs> wasn't he? Uh, Claire is the latest to encounter the half-man, half-ham creature. John and Anne were forced to flee the bacon beast. Oh, man. These are good. Yeah. And then the end, uh, 
uh, uh, Lee, uh, he excitedly read an email from one believer. Holy cow, it gushed. I've seen the pig man, but he was more man-like. P.S. I do remember being in deep space at the helm of a spaceship once. Hogwash. Yeah. In space. (laughs) Sweet reference, brah. Well, she's seen something recently, almost apologetically. Possibly a psychiatrist, that Lee. And that ends the article. So they end it by taking a dig at him and his stupid pig man. <laughs> yeah, suck it, pig man. Dumbass. And uh, that's about all I have on the pig man. Oh, I do have a real animal that is cooler than the pig man. Feral pigs. Feral pigs feral or barrel pigs? pigs? Feral, not barrel pigs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a pig that lives in a barrel. <laughs> That's yeah, a barrel pig. You get you get a barrel of them. They're very small pigs, and they come in a barrel, and then they stay there. Or the Tolkien creature, the barrow pig. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That uh, Tom Bombadil saved the hobbits from the barrow pigs. The barrow pigs. Yeah, he lived in the barrow pig downs. Oh, and that long ass song about barrow pigs that went on forever. <sighs> so glad they cut that from the movies. No kidding. Screw Jesus. you, Tolkien nerds who wanted Tom Bombadil. You idiots. Those fucking pigs. So the feral pigs, Sus scrofa domesticus or just Sus domesticus, a.k.a. the razorback. And I always thought razorbacks were just boars. I was wrong. They are feral hogs. So boars are Sus scrofa. uh, And then pigs, like regular, like domestic pigs are like subspecies, like like dogs are a subspecies of wolf. Uh, uh, But feral pigs are that. Uh, They are domestic pigs that escaped and went and went feral like feral cats, uh, but they will still fuck you up. And in Canada and the U.S., there are an estimated six million feral pigs. And because they're omnivores, they fuck shit up everywhere they go. Like, if they get into your neck of the woods, they will completely fuck up the food chain because they only have a few things that will even attempt to eat them. Uh, certain, like, uh, certain brave bears will try to do it, and then some uh, wolves, and if you're in, like, cougar territory, they'll try to eat the pigs, too. But... It doesn't really matter because apparently sows can breed starting at six months of age and have multiple litters a year. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're just like a terrible invasive species. And this is all new to me as of today. Uh, and Australia has a feral pig problem too. Bad mm-hmm. enough that feral pigs have been considered the most important mammalian pest in Australia since like 1987. Uh, and that's Australia. We're like, everything's a horrible pest. Uh, now, there don't seem to be a lot of feral pigs in England, however, so we can't explain the pig man as a large feral pig. I'm guessing maybe, like, their pig farmers suck less than the pig farmers in the colonies. I don't know. The most I could find was some suspicion of boar pig crossbreeding, but uh, there are, there. I mean, there are wild boars in the British woods, and there have been for hundreds of years, and they've been trying to reintroduce populations because they were overhunted. Like, even in the Middle Ages, they were running low on wild boar for a while. But they, you know, are part of the food chain, so they don't fuck shit up. But I didn't think they were quite as interesting because even though they will fuck you up, the idea that there are just roving bands of wild domestic pigs destroying the ecosystem... That's kind of crazy. You mean they're hogging all the food? Ooh. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm man. So sorry. You, you need to write for that newspaper. <laughs> what a bore. <laughs> Stop wallowing in it, okay? Yeah. They, they root up things. In addition to eating everything, they root while they do it, so they destroy all kinds of stuff. God. Are you going to squeal on them or what? I am. 
drop dime on these picks. That's why you can machine gun them from helicopters. Oh, that's which why you can. Which is something you can do. I thought that was just a thing that Sarah Palin did with wolves. No, that that's I've, there's video somewhere of, of of the Nuge doing. Oh, it. I know what you're talking about. In Texas, yeah. yeah, Ted Nugent well, with a helicopter. There's a problem that there's no like no one cares what you do to them because they're that awful. Because you got to get rid of them and machine gunning from helicopters is an option. And then you just go eat them, which sounds badass. I want to do it. Yeah, and then you get to eat it afterwards. Yeah. It's tasty. You machine gun them, and then you cut some bacon, and then you cook the bacon on the barrel of your still hot machine gun. Oh, that would be dope. Oh, so American. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't want to, though. You get all that grease. On your gun? Yeah. I thought grease was good for guns. I don't think bacon grease would be. You don't know. It, it would attract, that it would congeal hard and attract bugs. Yeah. Let's write the NRA. Have a bear. I, I'd like to know. And I'd like to get someone on that testing. Yeah, get 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 a gun expert, Blake. You're a gun expert. <laughs> so then I'd have to do it. I'd have to put my forty five thousand dollar M sixty in a bear bag and hang it from a tree. Yes. Bears don't come get me. Yes. I don't see a problem. Except unless the bear gets the gun anyway, then there's a big problem. Oh, an armed bear. Yeah. Well, a I mean, we do have bear, we do have bear, bear bearing bear arms. arms. <laughs> Oh, oh, the right to arm bears. We have yeah. both of those. Uh, all right. Um, you guys have any final thoughts about the pig man? This is it's pretty stupid. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> but I love it. It's it's a good one. It's very. It's it hasn't quite taken off like Mothman. No, uh, but it's it seems like the people in the area aren't taking it as seriously as people in America take Mothman. It is kind of neat because it's a British example of somebody trying to build a, a local, like local lore around a stupid monster. And also someone trying to build a stupid monster. They're, they are literally trying yes, to breed true. man bear pig. Yeah. For, right. for no apparent reason. They just wanted a pig man. Right. It's, well, it's like, okay. So like today, right before I, I, uh, came home to do the show i was at the gas station i was picking up some 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 sweet powerade zero zero Ooh, calorie sports drink. i'm holding it up to the camera and and the guy the clerk is like man i'm getting sick of this weather because we had surprise snow again today it's like three inches out of nowhere and it was like it's been in the 40s all week up till now and he's like i'm just sick of this weather man it's changing all the time it's not natural and i was like yeah you're right it's not and i thought i was agreeing to an assessment of the progress of climate change Mm-hmm. In fact, what I was agreeing to was, yeah, because, you know, like NASA, they have machines that can make clouds that just like snow for a few hours and then go away. You should look it up. Just Google NASA. It's Google NASA. Just Google NASA. <laughs> so like, but but like, again, why? What's the end game of Pigman or NASA snow cloud machine? Dude, you got to watch that flat earth thing. I, was <laughs> I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. It's. I, I thought so too when I got talked into it, and it, uh, it's worth it. It's Look, pretty great. when I'll watch it with you when we're in Seattle, all right, in a couple of months. I my, there's no way I'm watching this by myself, and there's definitely no way my wife is going to watch it with me. The people using the GPS to get to Houston <laughs> to make fun of NASA is <laughs> it's, it's so great that it's it's a um, chef kissing his fingers. Is that what it is? It's yeah, Mwah. and this the one lady who's deep into it, like is almost almost self aware of how ridiculous it is because she's 
now a part of other conspiracies about how she is a, a an agent. Wow. <laughs> for the government. A fake flat earther to make she's flat like, earthers yeah, look she's bad. She's like the false flag flat earther for the, the CIA. Oh, yeah, I totally. Her name is, I think, Felicia or something. And they said, well, look, CIA is right in her name. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prerequisite of any false name that's oh, used by the government. You have to embed the word FBI or the letters from FBI somehow into your name or yeah. CIA. It's, it's got to be in there somewhere. So it, that's a law. It's like, you know, it's like when you ask a cop if they're a cop. They have to tell they you. They have to tell you. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm imagining that they're like like 60% of, of CSI or CIA agents are named Felicia. Because there aren't a lot of names with CIA in them. Alicia. Alicia, yeah. Uh, there's, so much good, there's so much good stuff in it. It's pretty great. There's oh, a man. dude, one of the original, he claims to be the guy who invented Flat Earth. Not I like not, not like a, a Mesopotamian? Excuse me, not, excuse discovered, me, not, perhaps? Not invented, but yes, discovered the fact that uh, NASA's lying to us. <laughs> because he used to work for NASA as a painter and would paint things. And the yeah. things when you paint things? They're typically flat things, like walls. And so that's how he discovered that everything from NASA is fake, because he was part of the fake process, because he painted stuff from NASA. He's, like, in a room painting, oh. and some guys walk by, and they're like, oh, man, I'm having trouble keeping up this lie about how the Earth is round. And he's like, oh. It's so, it's, there's Jesus. so much good stuff in it. Okay, well, on that note, I think I'm going to play us out. All right. We hit almost an hour, so that was, that was long. That was pretty. Yeah, I had a I had a lot to say about the pig man, and we talked about Dick Frost. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and assorted others, thank you very much for listening once again to the Hidden Zoo, and you know, uh, just, just, yeah, we we appreciate you. We really do. We have fun doing this, but the fact that there are at least twenty other people who also have fun listening to us. That's pretty great, too. So have a good night, everybody.